0: Hey, <clears throat> this one gets a little, uh, oh, hey, universe, how you been? It's uh, Thursday, November 9th, uh, I'm not going to do the reverse nine eleven joke, if you're stupid enough to listen past this, you're going to hear it, so sorry about that, but yeah, you got that coming, Um, and you got to talk about, well, frankly, um, love or my uh, lifelong uh, considerations of the phrase falling in love. And I don't think I paid enough recognition to uh, the current great person in my life I'm trying to maintain, um, is their energy this week has been so uplifting And hmm, recalibrating that I feel like I've actually settled down quite a bit. And I don't know that I address that very well in what you're about to listen to. And the influence of unique souls in your life plan matters. When they... Happen through, treat them well, as well as you can. Hello, universe. It is the uh, 9th of November, in the year after I came to a realization about uh, love. So what year would that be? The year after love? No, there was no love. So how about the year after the purported possibility of uh, love igniting, but failing to launch, so thus uh, left on the cutting room floor? How about the year love was left on the cutting room floor? The one after that. That's what this year is. But still, it's the 9th of, of November, which... As uh we do our dates here makes it the reverse nine eleven, right? It's the eleven nine. So what should we do? Should we go be nice to the world? Nah no wait, what's the reverse of nine eleven? Um Um put some shit back together? Not be mean to the Middle East? Not let Israel whoop us up the way they have been for decades? All right, I'll stop. I did not get on to talk about Israel, or Israelis, or Hamas, or Gaza, or any of the horrific experience that the world is witnessing. But that doesn't mean I've forgotten about it. But instead, no, I actually... I want to go the opposite direction of war... And I want to talk peace and love and harmony and all that jazzy nonsense. Because, well, because honestly I'm quarreling with my fucking life right now in a way I've never had to deal with it. And I'm not enjoying it, per se. I don't know what this is. I really don't know what this is. So... Working through my emotional... With the universe. Well, that's what this is all about. I think. Or it's about something else, but... It's about something. And it might as well be about working out my emotional... Um, uh Uh-oh. Battery's low, going to power saving. This means the recording's about to get shitty. So, having learned from my audio... Mistakes of the past? I need to go get a new battery. So, pause. Now, I know what some of you clever iPhone owners were thinking at that moment, but John, just plug your phone in. Well, yes, that was an option, but given that the plug and the acoustics of that corner are just unknown variables, no, 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 no. No, I care about the listener experience way too much for that. No, no. Instead, why does someone continually uh, choose their Samsung Galaxy S4 as their primary device for entertainment and recording needs? Because you can still swap out the freaking battery as many times as you want. So, back to 96% I am with this new battery, uh, and we're good to go. Just like we will be if this one runs out and I pop another one in. Because when did we allow our better um, senses to just run the direction that the corporations want us to go? When did we ever decide it was okay to get a phone without a removable battery? Well, if there's no power ceasing to find its way into the system... They can't listen to you 100% of the time. So, uh, not that I give a shit. I mean, obviously, I publish daily if... Wow, daily's a stretch. About three to five times a week, sometimes even seven or eight. Um, I throw a recording into the universe that includes all my thoughts, especially my thoughts about the CIA and their malfeasance, and the loss of humanity that they're suffering for participating in this dreaded human stain that is our deep state, quote-unquote. I feel for you boys, and a couple of you women who are in the CIA, but I would think most of you have gotten out by now. But the boys that are entrenched, that think... Listening to me has some viability in their counterintelligence net. (laughs) Ha ha, you idiots. What is wrong with you? The discordance that we all feel can't be abolished unless we fully realize our humanity. Your methods are not what we call fully realizing our humanity. So, what you're up to... Clever. Uh, uh, let's see, what would it be? Clandestine for sure. Um, filled with deceit. Um, counterintuitive to what your whole purpose of joining the CIA was. That part must hurt a little bit, right? Um, what else is it? I guess all engulfing. It, there's, you're, you're, I mean, once, once you're this level of fucking spy, your whole life is just a game of leverage. What a horrible way to live. I, you know, I think it might be the luckiest thing that's happened to me in life is that I never got a job with the CIA or really never got in the military because I could have ended up in a vertical that would have been counterintelligence and then bam. All of a sudden, you're working for the fucking BlackRock or whoever, Halliburton, out there with a communication satellite drone, and you're... What, what kind of tanks do we use these days? Do we even use tanks? Or are they Humvees? Who knows? Who cares? That's, that's the path that would have ruined my life, thinking I was smarter than the world, thinking I was smarter than anybody. Believing it, believing it. I've thought it. Come on. We've all thought it. Smart that guy, clearly. Okay, maybe maybe I'm not. But if you're if your whole life is about outthinking your opponent, well the funniest outcome that's there plainly to be realized from the get-go is that the only one you'll truly outthink is yourself. That it's a game that can't be won. And it's a game that inevitably eats its own. As I'm sure your alcoholism is telling you. Oh, wait, yeah, you've graduated to fentanyl. Booze? Fuck, man. Booze is what I used to take a shit. Fuck you, bro. Okay. Hardcore CIA. Hardcore. So, I don't, um, I guess I don't feel, um, much filter, um, about what I want to talk about. Except I don't like to talk about things that are current affairs, like wars. I'll talk about war. Oh. I'll talk about war. Generally, the idea that we don't need it. The idea that every time we are um, immersed in this level of tyranny, everyone suffers. Hugely. Hugely. And that's enough talk about war love peace understanding and all the yada yada that comes with it i uh i think pre covid if you if i had had to sit down and figure it out i probably could have said i fell in love somewhere between 8 and 18 times and had a healthy distraction another 3 dozen times on top of that That was clearly never going to facilitate a love plateau, but had enough intrigue to warrant attention. And I'm sure on top of that are another two dozen or more desperate situations where I was trying to prove myself as something worthwhile in this world by... finding another's opinion more valuable than my own. But take those clear situations where I knew I was not in love with somebody. Take the ones that uh, you'd only be lying to yourself if you were trying to pretend that this could end up with love. And take out, I don't know, the ones that are too naive to count or too situational to really represent And I'm probably left with six-ish great love situations from my life. Right woman, right time, right energy, right combination of everything necessary to make the love connection work. And that's not to say that there were only six great women in my life. There were 60 great women in my life or more who were all fantastic, but... I wasn't always fantastic with them. So, when you narrow it down to the six that... If I'd have said, let's make this work, and I'd have chosen one of these, let's say four to six. Six might be stretching it. Um, I would think that I would still at least be in a, in a relationship that I was proud of. And... Then... After and then COVID hit, which really didn't change anything about love, but happens to be a convenient time variable marker for me to say, since COVID, all of those previous situations, well, they don't—they don't hold a candle. They're not even. They're not even contenders compared to what emotional gobsmacking happened to me in 2022. And for all sorts of um, (laughs) fantastical um, reasons... I, um, I conflated a situation about <clears throat> as much as possible. And not in a, in a <clears throat> what would be the perfect caricature? Okay, that uh, um, uh, more Don Quixote than, say, um, uh, Machiavellian. I was, um, I'm still, I always want to just be available to experience as, um, as much energy transfer as anybody else is willing to play, and especially if that's for the good. I will even do this for the negative. I did this with Lily and I've done it with a couple of other people just to see how far I'll drill down in um, disgust or, or I don't want to say hate because it's not hate, It's, it's anger or disappointment or whatever. Meaning, I really am here to experience as much of the Uh, of the visceral, vibrant intensity of emotion as I can. But I'm not looking for those experiences. I'm just saying I don't back down when they're there. And sometimes that'll surprise people because they think they can come off as exceptionally intense. And I'll elevate past that to see how far we will go and uh and so when i ran into a circumstance that blew me blew me away like all consuming i have never been in a predicament like this ever nothing at all and uh and and I and so I thought the best play for my stability was to react to to follow the lead, to allow this uh, this tidal wave to wash me wherever it was going to take me, but not to try to manage this level of explosion. I have... I have never felt like my life changed after after meeting somebody, and that's how this felt. I I am still thinking, of course, that this is so overreaction. I will look back on myself in a decade and think, you moron, what were you doing? Probably. Probably. I mean, judging by all previous examples, except this is not an example for which there is a previous case study on which to compare notes. I am... I am so... sure that... This is purposeful that I find it hard to think about what else my life should be because this seems like the whole point. I even talked to my sister about this. Feeling almost obsessive but it's not that. I mean, it's more connected. As if you really are tripping into a a version of yourself. Somehow, this feels like if I plan out my life so that certain things were to occur, this one clearly was one or two on the list. And yet, the... (laughs) The lack of analysis, letting my emotional side essentially run a tidal wave through this experience in many ways for the intensity of it. And because, frankly, I thought reciprocation was uh, a given, and I do believe that mistake was something that had my analytical side had any sway may have been avoided. Or even... Um, <laughs> I, I feel temperance here was never going to necessarily come to bear. I don't know how I could have brought it into the situation, but it was necessary that it show up. And so when it didn't, well, things got... Um, I got too mm, unsteady with how to respond day-to-day that I just remove myself from the situation, which is something I hate doing, but I can't allow myself to just um, absorb all that energy without the consequence of it redirecting my life. And so having to control my own life as I do when I'm in an emotionally um, uh, volatile arena, and mostly because I'm the one growing emotionally volatile, I'm creating the turbulence. I'm starting to stir up the Phoenix response So I pull all of that energy away and recharge, I guess, or just unwind, reset, move those emotions where they belong, which is in a position of health, not reactionary um, uh, compulsion, or what? What is it when you think you have fallen in love? What is that? I, I honestly don't know. I have never done this before until last year. I'm 50 fucking four years old. What I had thought was falling in love was more getting to an agreement that you could probably choose a movie together next week without fucking fighting about it. Or something. I don't really know anymore. But to move off of what were pretty fucking great relationships to something that feels... mm, Honestly, it's borderline insane. I've never lost control of what I could focus on. And yet, if I try to ignore certain situations, they can't go away. They just knock on the door and insist they have their say. This has never been like this. So, removing myself from the situation was obvious. I was clearly being um I was unable to withdraw enough shielding from my own emotional um exponential growth to contain it. I really I really was somewhat emotionally out of control. I'll hundred percent agree with that. But I also thought I was experiencing something almost foretold. For the first time, like happily ever, ever shit. Like, oh, this is what it really is? Well, no wonder everybody's such a fan of this fucking thing. I didn't know it was like this. So to have that feeling turn into, oh my God, I don't know how to control my thoughts to any kind of degree of Day to day focus. I got to pull myself out of the situation. And then the six month break to find something uh, uniquely different enough to move away from that mostly worked. Because I say mostly in that I still couldn't avoid thinking in reflection to this circumstance. It it didn't go away. In fact, in the romantic opportunities that I tried to, well, in the ones that availed themselves during my um, establishing other emotional territory, I even admitted to one person, well, I know I can't be serious here because I... Definitely don't feel love towards you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... That's just... I mean, for for clarity and uh, purpose in communication, I think you can give that a 10. But for harshness and lack of uh, any kind of sensitivity, um, really just any thought whatsoever, yeah, that's probably a zero. But... Okay, so that doesn't mean that you can't uh, adjust to a circumstance where you are um, dumbfoundedly uh, insane and someone else is not. Okay, I guess this must happen all the time. I just didn't know it had ever happened. Uh, to people, because this is a first for me, period. So, managing all this has been somewhat um, with effort, but six months of effort produced a lot of uh, stability and um, containment, which matters. So, as I broke that containment this week, well, I didn't expect... um, I didn't expect... to have to so quickly realize that I'm right, that this wasn't just a happenstance of timing. I will never be able to let the idea of this person go. So I either have to find a happily ever after path here, or live with that situation, and that's what I've been doing for six months. I've actually come to have some level of um, of awkward agreement with how that scenario just inevitably will be. But I I tell you this: if this is what I don't know. Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? I don't know. If I went back to my pre-COVID self, I'm not saying I'd be all that disappointed. This certainly shows me something that is so much deeper than I knew could possibly exist between people. I just... I don't know if that was knowledge I really needed to have. Maybe I did. But... Regardless of what level of um, connection you're finding with the universe, I think when you find a connection that is so far an outlier from what you've experienced before, so removed from the traditional ABCs of you-know-me, that it literally shakes your foundation. Well, whatever connection you can manifest therein, you should. And you should be powerful enough with the scenario that presents itself to take advantage of whatever is there to be taken advantage of as a shared commodity between you. I've had too many great people who I just didn't respect their position of greatness enough to maintain them in my life. And this isn't even the four or so that could have worked out. These are good friends who I should have been much more clear about how much they meant to me so that there wasn't a gap of time that became too much to address, and thus away they float. Well, for once in my life, I'm standing up to a person who I know is great and saying, don't float away. Whatever it takes to maintain friendship here has to happen. You matter too much already in the world, as I see it, to disappear. So I can't let you. Now, that sounds a little fucking stalkery and obsessive. And maybe it is. But I offer a lot in friendship. I give as much as anyone I know because it matters to me to give. And I never expect anything in return. I'm always somewhat taken aback that someone would even notice and try to make some level of reciprocity. I never expect anything in return. But... Giving too much is also uh, an easily made mistake that I will not make this time. I can take small doses of great people. They don't have to be full-time available. They don't have to be 100% aligned with me. They don't even have to be something that... Hmm... Well, great people are whatever you can make of them. I figure you see maybe 15 in your life. And if you hold on to even three of them, well, <laughs> I mean, you'd be way ahead of me.